You're listening to the Multiverse Fancast, proud member of the Misfit Faction Media Network. All right, then. On with the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Multiverse Fancast. Don't forget, if you guys are taking us on the go, you can find us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, basically anywhere you get your podcast. You can also find more of our content on our website, themisfitfaction.com. There you find links to not only this show, but some of our other shows like Cinematic Adventures and MF Uncensored. And as always, I'm one of your hosts, Paul, with me via the Zoom studio from Cinematic Adventures and your mom's diary, Sean. Sean, how are you today? Oh, I am awesome, Paul. How are you? I am so good. Thank you again for uh, for jumping over to give me a hand today because other co-hosts were super busy this weekend. Hey, you know what? Life is life, and you know I'm happy to help out any way I can. Well, it's also perfect that you're here for this one because we're gonna, we're a little outside the box on this one. We uh, we were thinking about what we wanted to talk about today. And this one has got some cinematic feel to it. So I think having the co-host of Cinematic Adventures is not the worst idea. I like the way you think. I do it every once in a while. So take it while you can and enjoy it while it lasts. But for today, we are talking about everything, everywhere, all at once. Academy Award winning everything, everywhere, all at once. Or what is it? E-E-A-O as they call it? Yes. We both, oh my God, thank God we don't do video because the thinking faces we just put on to figure out a very simple acronym. Like, uh... Wait, uh, carry the E, divide by pi, Pythagorean theorem. I figured it out. It's A squared plus B squared equals C squared. You got to divide by two. Oh man. Oh man, actually that hurt. My brain now hurts. But anyway, <laughs> it's a good thing my brain hurts now because this film is trippy. Oh, this was a trip. This was a wonderful, wonderful trip though. It so, was very, very good. I, for the first time I saw this movie was on a plane. We were traveling to Italy, so we had like 16 hours or something stupid to watch this, to watch whatever we could. And they were very accommodating with the all the different things that we could watch. And... I saw it on there, and I was like, do I really want to watch this for the first time on a small plane TV? And the answer was, I guess so. So I remember sitting down and just watching this movie and just being like, everybody else is asleep on the plane. I'm sitting there like with my hands on my face like, what is going on? Trying to wake up my wife to ask her what's going on, but she's like, I'm not even watching it. Stop. I'm sleeping. Leave me alone. (laughs) But I'm excited to talk about this movie because it just swept the awards like, you know, we'll talk about Ki, ha- Ki Huang Kui. Ki Hai Kwan. Damn it. Ki I'm hai. never going to get it. What Ki if he listens? What if he listens and he's like, oh, this guy doesn't like me? Uh, well, you know, that's possible, but I don't think that would happen. Can I call him Data? Is that okay? You can call him Data. You can call him Short Round. I mean, you can call him whatever. You could call him Encino Man co star because I honestly keep forgetting he was in that movie. Did you see him and Brendan Fraser's little thing afterwards? Yes. Oh my god. He just seems like the nicest guy in the world. Not just Brendan Fraser. I'm talking. Yeah, I know, right? They both started crying and he's like, Brendan, we did it. I'm like, oh my God. He's adorable. <laughs> I just I just want to Did you pre- ever think you would hear anyone reference Encino Man at the Academy Awards? I no. oh my god. Thank God no. Polly Shore was busy. Yeah. Well, Polly Shore wasn't happy. <laughs> oh, I can imagine. Didn't they mention like Biodome 2 or, 2 or something like that? Or something. It yeah. was like they both, they meant because I think they mentioned Polly Shore and it's just like, really? Why are you going to bring me to this? Like, yeah. Give it to them. They're, they're great. I've never been a big fan of Polly Shore though. So I never had a problem with Polly Shore. I just, he was funny for the time he was, you know, around, but he played the same character in every movie. Oh, absolutely. And then like, I mean, everybody's, you- everybody's guilty of that. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, if you have a, if you have something you're good at, just you know, just do it, do it. Son-in-law's son-in-law was funny. That one in Cena Man Biodome was just straight garbage. But, yeah. Well, apparently hey. that was supposed to be a Bill and Ted sequel. Oh really? Yeah. That. Originally okay. that was tooled as a Bill and Ted sequel, but then they scrapped it and they reworked it into an in, its own thing. And obviously no. it uh, it was probably for the best. Probably. I I will say it was probably for the best. But before we jump into everything, everywhere, all at once, we are going to do a little bit of news, a little bit of discussion, and then we'll jump in. We'll give spoiler alerts when we start getting into the plot because there's a fair chance that not everybody's seen this movie. It's one of the. It's an independent film, so we will give our. our But it's 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 definitely gotten a wider release now, especially because of the Oscar nominations, and now because of the Oscar wins, I'm sure it's. uh, Oh, I'm sure people are seeing it still in theaters, and then I think it. 
it's a Showtime is the only place you can get it streaming right now, which it, is wild. Uh, yeah, who has? That's Showtime? how we. That's how we watched it. We had to do a free monthly trial to Showtime to be able to access it. I haven't had Showtime since Shameless ended. Because that was the only reason that I had Showtime was to watch Shameless. Yeah, the only honestly, the only big cable provider that we care for is HBO because you get HBO Max out of it. Um, yeah, that, you know, I don't really. We don't have. I mean, what was it? Showtime, Stars, Movie Channel. What were the old the HBO and Cinemax? Skinemax. Skinemax. So, yes, those Skinemax. were the days in our oh, wild, man. in our wild youth where we thought that was the the pinnacle of adult entertainment after ten a.m. Oh, 10 PM. absolutely. He's not even near her. <laughs> That's her knee. But anyway, yep, yep, traumatizing. This is still, there we go. This is supposed to be the family-friendly one, sorry. But uh, before we get into it, like I said, we have some news. And let's start with breaking news from like yesterday at time of recording. Jonathan Majors was arrested on assault charges. Yeah, I saw that. I mean, just... So, deta- uh, yeah. you, don't know, you don't know what causes these things. You don't know. We still don't know exactly the, what exactly happened. I don't know if we will, of course. Of course, we're getting the whole, he hasn't done anything, you know, you know, we'll wait and see what the uh, due process, all that stuff, but which is, good. which is a shame because like, he's, this was like, he was flying high. Well, yeah. I mean, flying high from, from Ant-Man. Mm-hmm. Not even Ant-Man from also Creed. And he's got a bunch of other films oh, coming out. Right, like Creed. Jonathan Majors just kind of exploded out of nowhere. And, you know, I'm, I'm all about it. He, he was fantastic in. You know, I I loved him as Kang, and I you know I'm sure I heard he was great in Creed three. I haven't seen it yet. I really want to see it, but like he doesn't have a whole lot to his resume at this point. So th- this no, could he's just starting to really take off. So hopefully, well, I mean, again, depending on what he did, if if he truly did something awful, then hopefully yeah. his career's over. But if he didn't do anything, hopefully this doesn't hurt him and and he can continue on. Yeah, For... that's the thing about this. You never know. Like it's like I don't want to say you know I don't believe it. Or I don't want to say I do believe it. You got to be like right in the middle. Like until I hear more, I can't make any rash judgments on it. Yeah. So we'll wait to to get more details, and you know we'll go from there. But let's talk a little Shazam now. Sean has nailed it. it sounded just like Thank him. You. So Sean has not seen Shazam, so I'm going to be sparing in the details of what to be what's going to be said. So first and foremost, it's Zachary Levi versus The Rock, apparently. Yeah, Zachary Levi has no you know what's to give. I mean, he 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 was I was actually impressed. I was just like, he's calling out fairly I don't know about powerful, but like like big you know, big names. Like Zachary names, Zachary yeah. Levi's been in Hollywood for a long time, and you know, he has a very devoted fan base. What was it, Chuck he was on? For a long well, time. Chuck, yes. So, like, he's not new to the scene, and he's got a little bit of clout, but that's the thing that everybody was worried about with The Rock taking, like, taking a big step into DC was, you know, like, how involved is he going to be? And apparently, he was exceptionally involved over this, during the past regime, because this is all pre-James mm-hmm. Gunn. So, apparently, they wanted to have Zachary Levi's Shazam cameo in Black Adam, which would make sense, because as much as yeah. I love the Henry Cavill cameo... It would have made much more sense if it had been Shazam who dropped down, right? Because that's the that's their those are the two you know that's their rivalry that's always been there rivalry right there. And it made a lot more sense than Amanda Waller sending in Superman. Like, why would she send in Superman? Why does she have any clout over Superman? Like, so it makes sense. As much as again, we love the Henry Cavill cameo, and it's still you know it's still the most memorable thing about that movie. It would have made a lot. <laughs> I, it's so true. true. It's so true. And I, I enjoyed Black Adam enough. Like I think we gave it like a three out of five, or I think know. it was something like that. It was watchable. Yeah, you know, and it's not something I'm going to go back and really watch again. Probably. I might, I might sit down if I have some time and rewatch it because there, there, are, there is some good stuff in it. All the people like he just throws. I always laugh when he just violently throws somebody so far away. But, yeah, you know. So they wanted to do that, and The Rock was like, "Nope, this is all about me and Henry Cavill, Superman. I want to fight Superman. This is what I want." Now, this is not the first time we have heard of Hen- of The Rock being demanding in terms of mm. what he expects in his films. You know, obviously him and Vin Diesel, their their feud has been very public for a long time. Mm-hmm. Now, on the flip side, apparently they wanted to have Black Adam cameo in this movie, or they wanted to have a different set of cameos in this movie, but during the mid-credits scene, they cameo two other characters in relation to the justices. I think they wanted to have Hawkman 
and somebody else from the just the actual Justice Society come to Shazam, but they have two other characters instead. So again, I don't want to spoil it because Sean hasn't seen it, but Ew. yeah, so it's it's weird. Now, something that I mentioned during our Shazam episode was there's a flashback scene in Shazam to the night of the big battle with Doctor Savannah. You remember the you know when he breaks the staff after he gives all of his siblings powers. Yep. So they reshot that scene for a flashback in the new movie, but they're all wearing their new costumes, and it's the the current Mary Marvel in the scene, not the the previous actress who played it. So it the wasn't an actress. So they reshot it with with the updated costumes and the updated actress, and I was like, that's really weird. Why not just use the stock footage? Who cares? Apparently, this film we did a little bit more research, and obviously I've been doing reading some articles and stuff like that. This film was supposed to come out after. Flash and Flash. So apparently Flash is still supposed to reshape the DC universe. However, they feel apropos. And at the original point, it was supposed to change it. And then the Shazam family would have these new costumes. And that's just because that happened in in the new Uh, 52. This is hysterical. So yeah, after the Flashpoint comic and they relaunched the new 52, everybody got new costumes, new things, new that. So it makes sense if you look at the yeah. comics, but it doesn't make sense. They don't even address why they have new costumes in this movie. But Freddy is uh, still... DC, look at you guys. You're so on point. Oh <clears> my <throat> God. Well, this that's the problem when you... That's the problem when you have so many projects done and ready and surprisingly ready to go. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. change of leadership and change of directions. So, and unfortunately Shazam has taken a huge box office dip and it's unlikely we're going to get a sequel with any of the Shazam members. However, That's I would... a bummer. Yeah, it is. And because if you listen to our episode, we did enjoy the movie, Ronnie and I. But in all honesty, like, I could see him being a supporting character. If they want to do a new Justice League movie, I, I think he would be a fun addition because... Yeah, but you don't think he'll, he'll carry his own movie again, probably. I don't think so, which I'm fine with because in all honesty, you have Billy Batson who's now... 18 and they address it in the film mm-hmm. that he's you know he's aging out of the foster care system and that's kind of the big driving point emotionally for him but in all honesty we're at that point where 18 year old billy batson's more mature than adult shazam and it's it's just jarring sometimes they, they feel it he's barely in the movie the kid oh really it's so it's mostly zachary levi mostly zachary like even when they're like hanging out like casually in like their lair they're all in their superhero forms like the kids aren't in it as much anymore which interesting, you know, it is what it is. But especially when you have a character, and, and Zachary Levi was always—he uh, was very complimentary of James Gunn, and he was just like, "Guys, just let them do what they got to do. Like, you know, stop freaking out about this. I'm sure it'll be good." But now it looks like maybe they won't. Well, he's he's been doing a him. lot of interviews. Like, so he blames the Snyder fans, which I can understand that reasoning. Unfortunately, as a Snyder fan myself, relax, keyboard warriors, like relax. Oh no! Oh, don't even joke. Make sure you yeah listen to our episodes on all the Snyder films. We did a ton of stuff on it when when Justice League was being re released, <clears throat> and I'm a big fan. But in all honesty, we the, just hit the two year anniversary of that. Yeah, I know. I know. That was a uh, that, that was a fun time. That was a fun time. Oh God! It's wild, right? That, I cra- I still, it's crazy that it's been two years already since that movie. I, I still argue that it's one of it was one of the biggest things that HBO Max could have done to get people to sign up for their service. Probably, yeah. It was su- such a great move on their part. Yeah. Like, oh, we have they HBO. They really haven't done anything like that since. Like, there's been no, like, promotional, they- like, hey, this is the only place you can see this. Mm-hmm. Come and sign up. Yeah, unfortunately, but. unfortunately, like, movies are going back into style again. People are going oh, to yeah, the movies no, again, which is which great. Is great, yeah. But and I, I still think HBO Max is going to get a major rehaul at some point with the, the whole Discovery merger and all that stuff. So it's like... Which is fine. Why would you... Because we, yeah, no, uh, we did the episode on streaming services on MF Uncensored. We did. And I think we yeah. ruled that HBO Max was our, our favorite at the time. We did because it was a big selection of, of movies. But the thing about... I guess I never thought of this. Like, you know, with Netflix, Netflix put something on and then take something off. Like, they actually judge, you know, okay, this isn't getting viewed. Take it off. Mm-hmm. I don't think HBO Max and Disney do that. They just leave everything on. Yeah, especially so Disney. I think that's hurting their streaming numbers a little bit whereas like people aren't watching certain things why are you keeping it on the app take it off put more stuff on but yeah because the whole point is to get new people and that's why netflix is now doing their half seasons but that's also what keeps disney plus and hbo max in business they they started off doing week to week they were like we're only doing week to week episodes that's true 
and Netflix kind of bit itself, you know, bit its own hands yeah. when it, streaming became less about binging and more about new content. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine if we had to wait each week for Stranger Things? Oh my god. I have a feeling we'll have to wait. They're going to yeah, it's going to be half, half seasons and all that stuff. That's their big thing and now. Especially by that time, this whole secondary household thing is going to probably be in full effect, so you're going to have to pay for your like everyone to pay for their own Netflix now where you can't just borrow someone's password anymore and, and just watch from wherever so stupid i mean it's like, like my my netflix right now has like eight different people on it mm-hmm. i think know? So. yeah then i think you and i sh- i have your paramount plus we're gonna have to figure this out yeah. Sean. we're gonna have to sit down and just really consolidate. Well, i don't netflix is the only one that's threatening to do it i don't think any other no. apps are really any other companies are really caring that much i mean disney is they're, they're discussing whether to sell off hulu or not you know i think they're kind of like they don't know what to do. Yeah. And then HBO doesn't know what to do. And then Paramount's kind of just in the bottom going like, hey, don't forget about us. Mm, they're trying their best. They're Nickelodeon stuff. That was their big draw. But they have some they have some decent stuff on Paramount Plus. I mean, oh, yeah. You know, Yellowstone. Yeah. They have some decent uh, made for the app shows and movies. So, yeah, we'll see. I'll take it. But now, you know what? One company that's doing very well is A24, Paul. Oh, yeah. That's ironic because we're going to be talking about them in a second. Before we do that, though, we did have a couple of trailers drop. And one I have to talk about with Sean is... The Power Rangers, what is it? Once a Ranger special? Oh. Are you okay? You want to talk about it? Yeah, I'm just. It's weird. Wait. It's weird though. Like it was a little jarring. It's so weird. It... I mean, listen, they're like almost fifty. They're not the greatest actors in the world. Not yeah, no, no. They. Were I'm not. not expecting you know Oscar worthy material here, but I am. My inner seven, eight year old is going to be having a blast. Yes. And I just, and the costumes look awesome. It's going to be, you know, not every Ranger is returning, obviously, and obviously for different reasons, but they have a good selection of some of the originals. And then the second group, mm-hmm. I think Rocky's going to be in it. Rocky's uh, going to be in it. Yeah. Cat's going to be in it. The second Pink Ranger. I'm not sure if more are going to show up that we don't know about. I hope so. You I know, hope I they didn't spoil all the, <laughs> the cameos. I kind of hope, too. That would be great. So we're, we're so, excited for that. We'll have an episode on on, on the Power Rangers uh, special, and we'll talk Power Rangers in general. And then that, might be a, that might be a special viewing party. Oh, that might have to be a viewing party. Might, I, I would not say no to it. And then <laughs> one last trailer just for me to talk about. We had uh, the second half of Titans there, the final episodes. They just dropped their trailer, and it looks, looks good. Unfortunately, HBO Max cut almost all their DC shows and Titans was the longest running one Titans and Doom Patrol are facing the end of their their show but they did release a new picture of the new Robin costume for Tim Drake and it is awesome like <laughs> what say what you will about like the writing or the actual script of that show but oh my god the costumes always on point never a yeah, miss with the costumes good. like they like they made Robin look cool like three times now three Three different Robins, yeah. three different cool suits. And they've done like Nightwing, Red Hood, Superboy. Like they, they do a very good job with their costume work. But that is all of the news that we wanted to talk about today. So let's talk a little bit about the Studio A24. Where did this place come from? It is, it's, seriously, it's an, it's an independent entertainment company. It's based in Manhattan. They really have only been around since 2012. So it's been just just over a decade. And it, they haven't done a lot. I mean, they've gotten very small selection of movies, but most of their movies are very award-winning movies. I mean, you've got Room, Ex Machina, Moonlight, Lady Bird, Uncut Gems, the and dis- then obviously <laughs> the movie we're talking about today, Everything Everywhere All at Once. The Whale. All those movies yeah. I just said won, I think, at least one award of some sort. They also did uh, The Disaster Artist, the movie about The Room. Oh, really? I didn't see that. Yeah, it's on there. Oh, okay, I missed that. You know what they also yeah. they also do TV, and you know what show that they do? Tacoma FD, the one with the Super Troopers guys. <laughs> I was like, awesome. yeah, I was looking at the filmography, and I was like, why is Tacoma FD? Oh my god, I love. Oh, that. and they did the whale. They did the whale. Yeah. So they 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 secured all of the top awards this year at the Oscars. Wild. You know, and I think I think picture the thing, director. Yeah, the thing about A twenty four is I feel like they really like they take the story first, and then they build it with the actors in mind. I, they, they they probably take so much time picking out scripts or picking out writers, and they only pick, like, like it's wild. It's being, yeah. like, they have some of the best acclaimed movies 
in history, and they are not a big. They well, scratch it. Now they're big because they iron's hot for them. Like for them to. Well, I'm yeah. I'm interested to see where they go from here, and and how much like how bigger do they do they expand? Do they, you know? I think in all honesty, I don't know if it's a I don't know if it's a publicly traded company if they're going to go public and and go bigger, mm-hmm. but it's going to be interesting to see. Very I, much. I think in all honesty, they would do best if they still kept themselves pretty low key. Like just, I would hope so. Because you know what happens so. when when there's more money and more people and more voices involved, all the products are going to get diluted. So right. I'd rather so they, is what happens. Yeah, they don't need to be a big. They are a big theater, like a big big film company, without being a big film company. So yeah, I'm I'm excited to see what they do next. And it's weird because I've never really. I've never really followed a studio per se. Like, you know, obviously Warner Brothers, I follow like, oh, DC or, you know, Disney, Marvel, like that sort of thing. But like, it's weird for you to follow a studio and not just a single property from the studio. Yeah. I, I like to go back and, you know, with the older, you know, back in when movie studios first started, you know, and see what, how a studio has obviously come from where it started to where it is now. And like, for example, Universal Studios started off as, the B studio you could think of, like all their movies were just straight B movies. I think every once in a blue moon, they would come out with an A movie and look at where that company is now. I mean, they are still around. They have a major theme parks in numerous locations around the world. They are owned by Tom. It's crazy. You know, Paramount is still around. The only one really that's not around anymore is MGM. You know, Fox is still around now. It's owned by Disney. I'm, I'm waiting for and, Disney uh, to buy A24. That's going to be the next thing you're going to hear. You know, there's rumors going around that Apple's going to buy Disney. Really? Yeah. That was the thing. When Iger took back leadership, there was rumblings that they were trying to broker a deal to have Apple buy Disney, which I don't know if that would be allowed, honest to God. I, don't I think know. it's too I much. Think the, Way I think, too much. I think the government would step in and be like, yo, no, you can't do this. <laughs> you would. And uh, this is an MF Uncensored, but I'm going to say it. When there's so much money involved, you'd be surprised how things happen. Like to, to have like silly money like that, like Disney and Apple and all these companies, mm. like. And even look where Apple came from. I mean, like that gar- company was ready to die until Steve Jobs brought it back to life in the in the '90s. Steve Jobs, rest in peace. Sean, who'd win in a fight, Mark Zuckerberg or Steve Jobs? I feel like Jobs. Steve Jobs. But Jobs. I feel like Zuckerberg's he's also... a baby. Zuckerberg's a baby. I feel like Zuckerberg those would cower in the corner. I feel like Steve Jobs, though, he would actually have somebody else do it because he didn't want to touch people. I feel like he's one of those people. Like, well, let's 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 establish that a they're both. A holes, yes, despicable a holes. I yes. mean, Jobs for all he did was just a terrible, horrible terrible person. person. Not treat anybody correctly, and then Zuckerberg is just a little, you know, little, Se- little secret Illuminati spy. Oh my god! Well, it's funny. Like Steve Jobs, I still have you... never seen a Social Network. And we just really I just had no desires. I just had no desire to see it. Watch just it for the, watch it for the acting then, because yeah, like Garfield kills it in that. Ooh, yeah, yeah, it's still Spider-Man. greatest. Still greatest moment from the Oscars is when and, – and you have to get through Spider – the best Spider-Man. And it cuts to Andrew Garfield. He's like mm. – because like <laughs> it was a joke and I'm sure Andrew Garfield knew about it because yeah. his reaction was just too perfect. But like the, the entire audience was like, uh-oh. And I was like, no, it, that's hilarious. And I'm sure he took it on the chin. Like you know, even they even joke about it in Spider-Man No Way Home where he's Peter 3. Like – yeah. It's funny, but anyway, back to this film. So yes. let's talk initial thoughts before we jump into our first break. Oh, you want me to go first or you want to go first? Well, why don't you go first? All right. So initial thoughts for this movie. I remember when the trailer came out and I'm watching it and, I'm, and I, I honestly got to have no idea what's going on. And it, it, it breaks into the whole multiverse thing and you're like wait a minute you know marvel's doing this we've got like four multiverse movies coming out you know in the next year we need another one but the cast was just i mean you couldn't say anything about that cast michelle you know jamie lee curtis kihai kwan and i it was just i, I had no idea what was going on no oh, idea what no was going my on. god and, i can't and, explain this movie to people i have a lot of trouble explaining no, it. it's really i mean it, it you think it's going to go one way and it goes a totally different way. Mm-hmm. So as we'll get into when we, you know, talk about, you know, our initial, you know, what we thought of the movie after the fact, but going into it, I thought, honestly, I thought it was going to be a totally different movie. Oh I yeah. Really did. 
I, like I didn't know but, anything. I thought it was going to be more superhero-y because they really all the trailers. That's what I was. Yep. The trailers were very big on showing her traveling through the multiverse, getting, and it's like you know you'll get skills from other people. Like we've seen these things. Yeah. What was it? Jet Li, the one. You remember that movie? I do. With, yes. with Jason Statham. That's right. That's, That's right. right. Wow. Like that was for me. That was one of the very first multiverse movies that I ever saw, and the idea and the concept of it. And I, you know, it's like you said, we now have so many multiverse movies coming out. And that's why we yeah. wanted to pull this film, because even though it's not a traditional superhero or comic book movie, the idea of the multiverse is now wild and it's it's everywhere. And it's it's so much more mainstream and people can understand it a little bit better. You know, like the CW, when they started their shows with the Arrow stuff, like they were afraid at first and then they, they did it in baby steps. Like, you remember, like. I think Flash season two is the first time we saw just another one other Earth. It's like, mm-hmm. and that was it for the entire season. And now, oh god, my now brain. It's just, now it's just it's it's, it's commonplace. Yeah. Unfortunately, now it's, I think it's a little overdone, from my opinion. But so it's know. funny you say that because I was just about to say now it's becoming a trope. Yes. Like time travel or or anything mm-hmm. like that or relying on flashbacks. It's now a storytelling device more than just something entertaining. But for this, mm-hmm. it was much more entertaining and a good storytelling device. Absolutely. Because Absolutely. this movie had the visuals and the imagination to pull it off the right way. Because you watch like – like as much as I do enjoy you know seeing my superheroes do their stuff, we're going to go see The Flash and it's going to be – Another Batman, but it's somebody we already know. We know Michael Keaton's Batman. There's gonna be two Barrys because they're both Barry. Like it's not, it's not gonna blow our minds. Mm-hmm. This movie blew my mind. <laughs> so having said that, we are gonna take a quick break, and when we come back, we are gonna break down this movie to the best of our limited intellectual capacity for a movie like this. Oh, yeah, that's gonna be. I've gone cross-eyed. But first, a quick break. Hey guys, it's Paul, and the Misfit Faction is looking for your help. We are trying to grow not only our network, but also grow our brands, and the best way to do that is if you guys are looking to start your very own podcast. Maybe you guys have been listening to us for a while. Maybe it's something you guys have always wanted to do, but you're not sure how to get started. If you go to podbean.com slash Misfit Faction, you guys will get a month of free podcasting on set as a gift from us. So make sure if you guys are looking to start your own show, you reach out to us and go to podbean.com slash Misfit Faction. Also, maybe you guys have your own online business or service you're always looking to grow and advertising is a very big part of that if you guys go to sponsorship.podbean.com slash misfit faction you guys can get a hundred dollars worth of free advertising again as a thank you from us to you guys that's sponsorship.podbean.com slash misfit faction all right we are back and we are here we're not going to do the plot of this movie because for the love of god trying to explain the plot of this movie I, what, what? So off it's, air, it's tough. Off air, just it's now tough. we were talking about some of the things in this movie that just kind of like lost us, and not in like a bad way, like you know, kind of like lost us in terms of we don't like this movie. Lost us in terms of what is going on. <laughs> so it, it really, it was. It's one of those movies where you're just like in a good way. You're wondering. How did someone come up with this? Mm-hmm. Like, I want to see screenwriters room and I just want to see people bouncing ideas off their heads. I feel like, like and you know, what, what the are thing- the weirdest things we could put in this movie where people are going like, oh, my God, that is amazing. Yeah. So we were talking about how A24, like how one of the benefits that is that they're unique or one of their unique benefits is that they are an independent film agency. So mm-hmm. unfortunately, the the real issue we're having with all these multiverse movies is twofold. One is how much fan service is too much fan service, mm-hmm. and then two, you still have that studio, whether it's you know DC, Marvel, that's still above them, saying, "But it needs to connect to this, 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 and this, and it needs to set up this, this, and this." This movie has a very unique ability where a it's not trying to build a franchise. They don't do franchises in A twenty four, and also B, I have a feeling that there was no such thing as a stupid idea for this movie. Like, no. what, whatever the writers I mean, could we're... possibly throw out. Yeah, and there was no, like, over, you know, no one over them saying, oh, you got to lead into a sequel. Like, there was none of that. None of that. It was just, like, what makes sense? Or if anything does make sense. Honest to God, I don't know. Still nothing made sense in this movie. It was just a wild idea, and it grew and grew and grew, and it just kind of had to, like, 
in a way like tie together at the end and then boom there you go yeah it wasn't there was nothing about this where it's like oh this leads into another one they didn't do anything like that i actually waited we watched the credits and i was like i'm just gonna just you know what i don't know maybe there'll be a mid-credits scene but there wasn't no nothing and yeah which i'm fine with i was just i was just wondering will they i don't know will there be like one weird little clip of a character that we thought was dead is i don't know like the dog that it was like the dog that gets like thrown (laughs) yes yeah all right, so let's start with the cast because the cast deserves so so many kudos and so much claim and or acclaim and recognition for this movie. We have Michelle Yao, Yao, Yo, Michelle Yo, 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 Michelle Yo, as Evelyn, yeah, Evelyn Quan Wang. So basically, she is the matriarch of this Asian family that owns a laundromat. She's having trouble connecting with her daughter. She's having even more trouble connecting to her husband, which. She realizes the daughter one, but she doesn't realize the husband one. That was heartbreaking no. to watch. Like, yeah, that scene where he, they're talking, and she walks away from him, and he's got the papers in his hand. He's just—you could tell—he has no idea how to do this. Yeah, he's just—he's—he's he's upset about it himself. He's like, he loves her, but he's just like, it's just there's nothing left here. Right, we can't do this anymore. So. Basically, the story takes place for the most part in the in the IRS of all places. It's very single location. <laughs> single location. Their laundromat is another. And know, then when they when they the travel part. throughout the multiverse, you get some other set pieces. But for the most part, like this home, it kind of those are the two big ones. Yeah, which is interesting. Like it, it's always interesting when you do some sort of singular singular location. And for this, for the sake of it, it works. And the basically the whole movie is that we find out that there is the this. Alpha Universe, that's what they call it specifically, where there, mm-hmm. there's a terrorist named Jobu Tabaki. And <laughs> she has figured out a way. So basically in this universe, jumping from multiple reality or through reality is totally possible. They use it through technology. There's no magic, no nothing like that. And basically it has to involve the person who's using it doing something so out of the like the weirdest thing that a person could possibly do to activate this jump to another alternate reality that was an interesting concept however sometimes it was really hard to watch the paper cut thing i was like oh no yeah. <laughs> oh it's like all right you gotta do a paper cut on the inside of all your fingers or something and then like some of them some of them were wild but again great concept and i'm sure in the writer's room they had so much fun oh, with it. they were laughing like they're never gonna accept this come on so michelle yao definitely she she's the one of the highlights of the movie like they're all highlights but i do really enjoy she at one point she gets lost going through the multiverse and again this is going to be full of spoilers so if you haven't seen it already make sure you guys check out the film come back re-listen to where we are and i don't want anybody to get totally spoiled but in all honesty we're not doing plot stuff because oh my god my brain (laughs) and there's a great scene of her traveling through the multiverse and and living in different lives and it's one where she's a a famous movie actress, I want to say. She's basically yeah herself. Like yeah. she's famous for doing. I kung mean, she's fu. she's the character, but they're using which I like. They're using literally clips of her walking the red carpets throughout her career. You clearly see behind her in one shot of her. I think when she's uh, at the premiere of Crazy Rich Asians, mm-hmm. like you, you know. So it's 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 interesting how they pull that off. And then there's one where she is a chef, the Ratatouille style chef. The Ratatouille. Well, she's not the Ratatouille chef. Yeah, yeah Henry it's, Henry you know, Shum is Henry Shum, Henry Shum is, which and it's not even Ratatouille. It's ra, ra, I can't even pronounce Rakakuni. Yeah, something like that. Like that, I just was just like, you're referencing a movie that literally came out 15 years ago, and it's still funny. That. And, and people got it. We understood it. We understood the reference completely. I know. That's what it's like crazy to me. And it just, oh my God. This whole movie this... reminds me of the episode of Family Guy, The Road to the Multiverse. Yeah. To a point, right? Some... Like, this is a world yeah. where, you know, this happened. This is a world where this didn't happen. Like, I like In that. In that sense, yes. And, in that sense, yes. You know, like, like they do the Disney world, which is just hilarious yeah. in that. In, 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 their, in their, their way they have it set up is every time a life event happens it breaks into a separate universe very very so simple the universe yeah very simple yeah, parallel the universe dimension. where where we begin the movie they're married they own a laundromat there's the universe where they don't go together and she becomes a famous you know chef or a famous movie actress or a you know i don't know what the last one was why am i blanking on it oh a uh singer 
It's something like that. She does. Um, she's got a lot of roles in this one. But yeah, I think. And then, go ahead. You know, and then even for the the husband too. I mean, you see him not in all of them, but you see him in the one where she's the famous movie actress. He is now re-entered her life, and he is just. You know, I think that's the scene that won him the Oscar. I was going to say, and it's also one of like, my favorite scenes. I think he says something along the lines of like, you know, in another life, I would have loved to do laundry and taxes. Do laundry with you. With you. Yeah. yeah, and it's just he kills it like. So the thing about Michelle Yao in this is she doesn't play different characters. She plays herself getting skills and abilities from other versions of herself. Yeah. For for Ki Huang Ki Ki for Data. Struggling. I'm, so I'm really struggling with this one. I don't know. He's able to change who he is. And he's different yeah. in so many and I think that's really why he definitely the Academy Award. Like the fact that he was able to constantly shift and like it's it's really cool to watch where he's like yeah hi i'm just you know i'm doing doing the laundry and then somebody's like all right now this what like it's just he does it so well and those transitions oh the scene really in the good. elevator where he goes from wayman to you know the alpha, alpha wayman and he's just so confident and he's you know then he starts with the all the the fighting and i mean it, it's 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 really crazy it really is mm-hmm. just perfect casting mm-hmm. perfect well, originally the role was written for jackie chan yeah i saw that yeah, so I'm that would have been interesting. I'm glad that I'm glad that they went with him. And again, it's one of those things where it's like he's an actor. He's been in Hollywood for over like 40 years, like something crazy. I mean, yeah, it's uh, Indiana Jones and Temple of Doom '84, so it's been literally just about to hit the 40th year of him, you know, working. And but he's, you know, he's not been able to find work. Yeah, on a regular basis, he couldn't pay. You know, couldn't he pay was bills. Worried that he wouldn't be. He could. He his insurance had like fallen through. You couldn't, you know, afford to pay for insurance because, you know, he didn't know if this movie was going to succeed or not. So it's really crazy. And I'm really, I'm hoping, I hope we see more of him. I hope he has a steady career. I don't want to be over like, you know, there's sometimes where like, you know, you get an actor who wins an award and then he's just, they're in everything. Like, I don't want to see him in everything, but I want him to have a steady. What about, what about everywhere? All at once? All at once, maybe, you know. I want. To, I think the best thing that they could do right now is put him and Brendan Fraser in a movie together. If they want to strike hard oh, and strike fast, God. a very simple, like, again. You put like, them in the new Mummy movie. Oh, my God. I, I, this reminds I me of the time with Dr. If, Jones. I really, if, if it wasn't fully completed filming, I would have wanted them to somehow get him into the new Indiana Jones as an adult short round. Oh, that'd be wild. That would be so I mean, that wild. would have been... And can you believe that they had not spoken to each other since the movie? Like, when they got up on... When he got up on stage, when Harrison Ford gave them the Best Picture Oscar, that's the first time they'd seen each other in 40 years. Mm-hmm. Which blows my mind. Like, you don't run in... Like, you just... For shits and giggles, you don't blow, run into someone? I mean, I, I guess not. I mean, it sounds like Spielberg really didn't, you know, keep in contact with him either after uh, Goonies. Yeah. So, I mean... I'll t- so that's crazy to me. It's it's awesome that they're finally like that. These guys are finally getting their dues. Him, Brendan Fraser, all these actors. And I, Jamie Lee Curtis. So I I am still slightly divided on the Jamie Lee Curtis thing. I do. She's great in this movie. So let's talk about her really quick. Jamie Lee Curtis plays Deirdre. Last name I can't pronounce. Bordeaux. She's an IRS inspector. Well, day. Yeah. Bird. So Bard. she's an IRS inspector, and she she does play some alternate versions of herself. I. I liked her in this, but I did not. I can't pick out a scene where it's like, well, this is why she deserves best. I think support. it was the. I think honestly, it was the scene outside the laundromat. Was oh, it's, it's a great her. scene. Yeah, but I think what it is, I think another thing that adds to it is just she's so playing against type mm-hmm. of what she normally plays. She's so you know, mean. She's totally made up to look like you know nothing like she's ever looked before. I mean, Jamie the Curse is a very good-looking woman at her age, and she is just very baggy very just like doesn't care about her appearance much in this movie she's definitely an old cat mom lady you know she is i didn't want to say because we both have cat moms in our lives well there's nothing against being a cat mom there's nothing against i'm just saying it's it's just the character she's so kind of covered by all that Mm -hmm. extra makeup and and costume that it's just kind of a weird performance yeah i I can get that but you know so i do believe probably it was kind of like again it's it's you know, there are these times where you get these award winners and you feel like it's kind of like a, oh, hey, this is an award for everything you've done. 
But yeah. I never got that sense with Jamie Lee Curtis. I just think it was, you know, they voted for her. I mean, you know, if you want to give someone for everything they've done, Angela Bassett is going to be the one you're going to give that to because she's done so many good things. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like I said, we've gone into it numerous times before. I don't understand how the voting works. It's, you know, like, is it just the actors who vote on the actors? Is it everybody who votes on it? I don't know. I yeah. never know how it works. But So continuing the cast, we have Stephanie Sue as Joy and... I, she was fantastic. I hope we see her in some more stuff. Like, oh my God, she was like as Joy. She was. Did you see a Turning Red, the the Pixar no. movie? So it gave me no. a lot of the same vibes. Where this movie tackles a lot of things. It talks about you know generationalism and depression, Asian American culture, and generational trauma is a really big thing that's being talked about nowadays. Where how how did our upbringing actually negatively impact us like you know nowadays it's it's much and i'm not going to get into too much of this because i don't know too much about this but there's a lot of conversation about how our previous generation imprinted a lot of things on us that maybe weren't for the best right and unfortunately generation to generation is totally different you know Mm -hmm. my parents we you know we talk about bills and mortgages and all that stuff and my parents like my stepdad was able to retire and not do anything like they they were fine. My mom still worked, you know, till her retirement, but like that's just the way that it was in the in the 90s and very early 2000s where you could just retire and you could live yeah. off your pension and all these things. Nowadays, I still have another like 13 years till retirement, but I'm already thinking, well what am I going to do financially afterwards? Like it's it's wild that I like you used to think like retirement like done. All right, I won. Race over. Now it's like, well what do I do now? Yeah. But you, 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 you know, you could, or you find a second job and you work towards retirement, that job, and then you get two pensions. Oh God, no, I can't. I'm so, this is, this is my other job. All of this podcasting stuff. Make sure you guys check out our website, themisfitfaction.com. Ton of articles there, all of our shows. That's, that's the goal. But anyway, so I really hope we get to see her in some more films because she, she's got a very small resume. She did, um... She started acting in 2010. She's only done one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight movies. She was in Shang Chi. Still never seen that. Oh my god, it's pretty good. That that's probably mm. the last really good Marvel movie besides Spider Man. But and then she did a little bit of television. But otherwise, she has not been doing too much. So she killed it in this film. She really did, and like she won a ton of awards for it. I don't think she she didn't get any Academy Awards for this. She was nominated, and she was. I thought she was going to win it. Like if if they were going to give it to an actor from this movie, I thought it was going to be her. I think she won the Golden Globe, or one of the early awards, and then she and then, won. like I said, once Jamie Lee Curtis won the SAG award, I was like, it's that's usually how it goes. Curtis. Yeah, she's won a bunch of small things you know like very small town i'm trying to see mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just going through this really quick so bear with us spirit awards she won uh a lot of like small small things but screen actress guild awards all right but she, that was part of the cast she was mm-hmm. nominated though for best supporting actress for that so i hope she she does some more stuff and i'm looking forward mm-hmm. to, to seeing her see, i didn't i didn't realize this this movie started Filming back in January of 2020. I mean, this this is I didn't realize. I thought this had started filming like probably after the major COVID outbreak, but it no, it started filming before. Yeah, I think they and also benefit wrapped, if it wrapped right before a pandemic. Um, well, I'm glad I'm glad they they waited on it a little bit, <clears throat> to, and that all worked yeah. out for them. Because even though it's a small cast, there's still a lot of extras in this and a lot oh, of yeah. people in this. So. Unfortunately, we're. I can't wait like in ten years for us to look back at the television and movies that came out during the pandemic era and just kind of evaluate like how how much it impacted them. Like I'll always say that Supernatural had one of the worst endings because of COVID, simply because of COVID. Because they mm-hmm. they did the smart thing where they they extended and did like a mini second half of the season. But you can tell that they hadn't filmed the finale yet when COVID out, the outbreak happens. And you hear stories about filming in Canada for TV and movies, and they were strict. Yeah, they're still strict. Yeah, so like I know Jensen Not Ackles. Not as strict, but they're still. They're Jens, still Jensen Ackles big, and right? Jared Padalecki told stories about how 
they were flown up from Texas because that's where they lived to Canada, and they were quarantined in their hotel rooms or, or their apartments, whatever they were set up with to, for filming for two straight weeks. They were not allowed to leave. Yeah. They like had to get food delivered. I think they were allowed to like walk their dog, but that was about it. And just like to film, and then I... to get an entire cast to do that. Like mm. if I was a working actor in Hollywood, and I was like, all right, you want to fly up to Canada and you know film a five minute cameo? However, you have to quarantine. Now it's like a six week process to do a five minute cameo. I'd be like. No, probably not. I think getting paid for it. Yeah, yeah I know. Sure. Some other actors in this film. Jenny Slate as Debbie the dog mom. All right. So she's one of those like people in the laundromat. Now, the only one of the reasons I want to mention this was because so this movie deals with, with some of the Asian stereotypes, but they also unfortunately Evelyn's a little racist sometimes. <laughs> she calls her big nose. And yeah. it it really is just a commentary on her actual facial structure. And she, you know, she calls it to her in whatever language that they're speaking. And apparently they had to change because that was how she was credited to as Big Nose. Mm -hmm. So they had to change it because people were like, hey, not cool. So they're like, all right, we got gotcha. you. <laughs> we also have James Hong as Gung Gung. All right. The stereotype. He's really good at playing the stereotypical like Asian dad. He's been or, around forever. Still, Ever. still will say his greatest claim to fame should be Balls of Fury. Revenge of the Nerds Part Two. Who'd win in a fight? But yeah, no, I, I I like him. I think he does a really good job. Obviously, when he when he in the wheelchair just comes out of nowhere and like it, you know crashes into Jamie Lee Curtis, it is a great scene. Mm. We love off. We love like out of nowhere violence. I hate you, Badger Death. <laughs> like just all those things <laughs> just coming off from the side. But he does a good job. How old is he now? He's got to be really up there. He's almost a hundred. I think because he was when they brought him up on stage. Now he's 90, 94. Um, I can do I, I can do math. He's yeah, 94. 94. So, yes, he yeah. is almost 100. Let's just let's yeah. just call it as it is. But oh, my God. Yeah. And he, he got up on stage. Wild. He's been around since the 1950s. He was in the original Godzilla King of the Monsters. Oh, man. Oldest person to ever get a star. I'm sorry. He dubbed the voices of a character in the original Godzilla King of the Monsters. And at 93 right. years old, he became the oldest person to get a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Mm, God bless. There yeah. you go. So he's great in this, and he's still with it. Like, he, he's he's able to portray multiple different versions. Like, he does a good job. Mm -hmm. So, and then any other cast members that we really want to bring up? Just the one, I guess, cameo from Harry Shum Jr. He plays Chad, the uh, the chef with the Rakakuni, <laughs> which, again, was just so just... One of the many just over like just crazy things they came up with in this movie. Oh my god! Well, just the bagel alone. Oh god, the bagel. The uh, the, the statue on Jamie Lee Curtis, just the trophy, whatever that. Oh, the trophies. Was. Yeah. Um, on a rewatch, you know exactly what those are going for. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah that that is one of the and I just the best scenes when ever. they are trying to come up with thing when they have to come up with whatever it is to. Uh, to, 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 the, to the jump and it's like you have to shove this up your butt and they're just trying to get it away from the guy get it away from it and then one of the other guys just comes out of nowhere pantless and just he's got lands. one of his yeah. oh my god i was dying i was laughing my i saw it was so funny yeah i think that's just, also the benefit my of girlfriend's this just going like it's still out it's still hanging out. It's still oh, yeah. hanging out. And then the That's other guy, the other guy appears and he's got one just hanging there. And you're like, oh, he's no. got one too. And I'm just like, oh my God, this is amazing. It's hysterical. It makes you wonder, but, though, like, like if I were to, like, the, the paper cut thing, right? Now, oh, do those do those wounds heal? Do I like still feel it? Like I don't, I don't know because like those those people's bodies should be messed up because there's the one scene where they all like they have like twenty extras all having to do something and it's just like yeah. like one's humping the ground, one's eating a oh, desk. I remember like, that. that was just, that was another part when I just started laughing. My I was just like, is he humping the ground? He's, like, no, he's yep. doing it. Yep. There's so many things happening at once. So. That I think was the most original idea for this movie was it wasn't just. A machine causing you to jump. It was by doing this mundane, weird task in order to jump. Like yeah. coming up with these things, I thought was the most original idea of the movie. Like it really, I thought was it's just really interesting. I could really feel like was. the I feel like the original pitch was just that was like, what if it was a multiverse movie, but you had to do something stupid to travel it, mm -hmm. and it's then build around it. Uh, 
I mean, built around it, yeah. I mean, it says here that the the co-directors began researching the concept of multiverses as early as 2010, mm-hmm. and but they said that they saw Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse and felt that they were already they already got beaten to the idea of what they were going to do. So, yeah. they, I mean, they they've been working on this idea for over a decade, but seeing that, seeing Rick and Morty come along, the second season they said of Rick and Morty was hard to watch because it really dealt with the whole multiverse thing. So it's interesting, but again, they just went in a totally different direction with it. So it wasn't just repeating something Marvel was doing or DC's doing. It was a totally different idea. Totally different idea. Makes it so much better. Yeah, I think this, again, it benefits from the fact that they had no, they had no franchise oversight that they had to worry about. No, agreed. So let's uh, let's do a Star City rating for everything, everywhere, all at once. Oh, I gotta go four. Definitely I, four. I might even go a four and a half. Like it's it's weird though. I would give it a five. Like this is this is very close to the five movie, but it's never a movie I'm ever gonna turn on again because it hurts my brain. The only time I will watch <laughs> this movie again is if I'm showing it to somebody and they want to watch it. Like if my wife's yes. like, "Hey, I want to see this movie," I'll be like, "Oh yeah, I'll sit down and watch it with you." Like that, no brainer. But this is a movie. This you, is definitely a movie you recommend to numerous people, and it's a movie and I love you, that you have to pay attention to. You can't like oh, every time. Every time you watch things in this movie, you see something different, and it's really cool. But. All right, so we have our Fan Feedback Friday. This week, what is the greatest live-action super suit of all time? And this was inspired by the fact that they did release the new Robin suit. This kind of encouraged me to be like, hey, what's a film that looks fantastic, but mm-hmm. just you don't really care about the script? We have Captain America in Endgame. We have Michael Keaton's Batman. We have, as a joke, Adam West's Batman. Thanks, Ronnie. And then he actually specified, I was kind of surprised with this one, the, the Batman versus Superman Batsuit. Wow. Yeah. All right. We have Iron Man from Iron Man 1 specifically because the rest mm-hmm. are all, for the most part, CGI. Our friend Mike wrote uh, Superman. I was kind of surprised. Yeah. Which one? A man, a Henry Cavill. Hey, hey, whoa. Our friend Alex People wrote. You have such a crush on Henry Cavill. I don't get it. He's so handsome. Right. He's so jacked. <laughs> okay. You suck. Oh, my God. Our friend Alex wrote uh, Giver. I've never seen the Giver, so that, that's actually funny. But he's got a picture of the suit, too, and it, it actually looks pretty good. Let's see. Our friend Matt wrote uh, Iron Man, obviously. We have my friend Martin was Jackie Chan in the tuxedo. It's <laughs> actually really funny. Well well done, RB. But uh, yeah. our friend Carino did this, uh, the Iron Spider suit from Spider-Man. Uh, n- not Ooh. which one? Oh, my God. I can't. Far from home. Yes, the second one. Far no from way home. home, far from home, homecoming. And your dad put, I love Lucy when she stresses Superman. <laughs> yes. Yeah, well done. I think that one actually wins. But if you guys are looking to participate in Fan Feedback Friday, it's super easy. Just go to our website, or excuse me, go to Facebook, type in the Multiverse Fancast, and every Friday between 8 a.m. and 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, we put up our Fan Feedback Friday. Answer it there, and make sure you guys... Uh, also, check out our website, themisfitfaction.com. We have brand new articles on there. I just started doing reviews of the show Gotham Knights. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. It's bad. My brain hurts. Oh, my God. It's bad. <laughs> like, I, I tried so you're to just get... gonna stick. you're going to stick with it just to, to trash it? I think so. I, I put in the very first... <laughs> I love your honesty. I, I put in the first review that I'm going to give it a fair shake. Because okay. you can't judge an entire show on its pilot. Pilots yeah, tend no, to be I the... Agree. Tend to, in retrospect, never be the strongest, like strongest part of the show so i've done the first two episodes and we'll see what happens on episode three they usually come out every thursday is my goal for that one so you can also find us on all the social media twitter instagram tiktok just type in either the multiverse fan cast or the misfit faction odds are you'll find some of our stuff and if you want to hear more of sean's dulcet tones make sure you check out the cinematic adventures podcast hi i'm dulcet i don't need we don't even have that in the bathroom a dulcet but anyway I got him. I got him. So that's going to wrap us up for today. As always, I'm Paul. I'm not Ronnie, but I'm Sean. And we'll be back in a flash.